Hey everybody, we're GFBS. We're Grand Fork's best source on a Tuesday. The Social Impact of COVID-19 Part 2 with David Waterman and Dr. Dan Stanislawski from the Midwest Public Health Coalition. And we'll be talking to these two gentlemen in just a couple of minutes. Show, by the way, brought to you by First Community Credit Union. You know, you've been dreaming about your forever home. Well, forever, right? Well, now is the time to make that dream a reality. Now's the time to contact Craig Vensky, mortgage loan officer with First Community Credit Union. Craig can make your home buying dreams come true. With the low interest rates and quality service, First Community Credit Union can help you with all of your home buying needs. You know what? The rate's still incredibly low. Now might be the perfect time. Make your forever home dream come true. Contact Craig Vansky at First Community Credit Union, 701-757-6805. Or you can email him to craig.vansky at myfccu.com. First Community Credit Union, equal housing opportunity. Have any questions or comments for Dr. Dan or David? Our phone number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. And before we get too far, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Ah, Why did the elephants get kicked out of the pool? Why did the elephants get kicked out of the pool? Uh, they kept dropping their trunks. <laughs> What'd you think of that one, Katie? Well, first, I don't have a camera on me. I'm going to get that set up during the show. Okay. But, yeah, it was a little, kept, little cheesy. Kept dropping their trunks. Yeah. yeah well, oh, I like it. Cheesy, I thought it was good. Yeah. So. You know what? Sense to me. Katie, all that matters now is that uh, Dr. Dan liked it okay. That's right. okay. Maybe it's a guy thing. Because I can see Paul laughing, too. So. <laughs> It's exactly. a guy thing. <laughs> yeah. um, welcome back, you guys. Thank um, you. Yeah. And we're going to do uh, like we, we normally do here, uh, some of the information and, and research. I did a little bit of digging this morning. I want to talk about this. And then I'm going to just set you guys. I'm going to unleash you. How's that? Uh, yesterday, five new cases of COVID-19 in North Dakota. We have 144 currently now. Uh, numbers have not been this low for a long time. Uh, in fact, Grand Forks County has not had a positive case now, I believe, in close to a week. Um, I read a, a, a pretty cool quote, and I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but just something I wanted to throw out there from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, nobody would take the, vac- the vaccine if they read the clinical information. Now, that is a quote, and I think we maybe talked about that. Uh, also, uh, the VAERS released some more information as of June 21st. Now we're up to 4,115 people. Uh, reportedly dying from the vaccine. Now, the CDC came out and said, well, that number is higher, but we don't know how much higher yet. So they're saying 4,115. That's way off. That's way off. That's months ago. No, it's over 6,000 now. Okay, well, this was as of June 21st, the numbers Mm -hmm. I saw this morning. Uh, I didn't think that made sense. You know, I did hear, and this, I I don't know, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but I heard that... Uh, the CDC has actually been removing, have been mm-hmm. reducing the numbers intentionally. They've been just saying, "No, that one didn't. Ca- no, that one didn't count." So yeah. they've been cutting the numbers back intentionally, kind of so, like uh, they did <laughs> when people were testing positive for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, only in reverse. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, here's another one. Um, this is what really got me. Uh, now, back in May, the CDC said that fully vaccinated people didn't have to wear masks. Well, now the WHO yesterday, World Health Organization, recommends masks for fully vaccinated people now. Um, but that, that was as of what I saw yesterday. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, 
uh, all these little mobile vaccine clinics that you see popping up around town. Uh, so far, uh, only about 700 vaccinations in Grand Forks. I thought there would be more, but maybe not. And that's 700 too many. Mm, okay. Uh, hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Did they, uh... Didn't I uh, see, too, that the CDC now recommended that anybody like under the age of 25, they recommended that they don't get the vaccine? Because it's showing to like enlarge hearts. Oh, you, did they? The CDC recommended that. That's what I, the, I saw. The, something the, okay, that, so that for the this, CDC this week, is now withdrawing, this, saying that's that, what right. they're recommending this week. Yeah, yeah. this week. <laughs> Let's see what they say next <laughs> What's week. What's the flavor of the week this week? Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, they like to keep you confused and off kilter, so you they don't do. know exactly what's going on. Now, so. wait a minute, Doctor Stanislavski. You're not suggesting that just because <laughs> that's exactly what they've been doing for the last year and a half, yeah. is it? Yeah. Right. Oh, exactly. And I want to talk about that Robert uh, Kennedy quote too. I thought very interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's so true. If people read the clinical information, they wouldn't be taking the shot. And I'll take it even a step further. If they read the scientific information as well on it, the stuff I've been presenting, they definitely wouldn't be taking it. In fact, they'd be shouting it from the rooftops. Don't take this mm-hmm. thing. And, and you know, I, I, again, I have not been vaccinated yet. Uh, I used to get the flu Wait, shot every year. Yet? Well, I haven't been, but you said yet. Well, it depends on if I got a year and a year in October to find out if I have to be, because if I have to be to go overseas, I'm going to because I cannot miss this trip. But different story here. That's a long time away, David. Um, I don't ever recall uh, because they actually used to come out to our business, uh, the place where I worked and give us our flu shots right at work. But I don't ever recall getting paperwork saying what they're putting into me or anything. Mm-hmm. Is, is this covid vaccine? Do they give you information um, saying what they're putting into you? Because, you know, again, you go back to Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s quote. Uh, nobody would take the vaccine if they read the clinical information. Do they give you clinical information when you get your vaccine? So as far as I know, they do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they if you, as far. So this is coming from people that we've had that have gone into mm-hmm. these places of the injection sites and have asked them specifically. And they want they really had to pry to get them to give them the emergency use authorization papers. Um, and if you read that, you probably won't be taking it because mm-hmm. if you read it with an open mind, I guess, because it says it's it's a clinical. It's still the clinical trials are ongoing. It's not an approved shot, et cetera, et cetera. All the stuff we've been talking about. But it does, and it has like a couple of the side effects that are potentially going to happen to you. Um, only the mild ones, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. So I don't I don't know if they do give you any information beyond that. So on Tucker, uh, I saw on Tucker Carlson, they had a guy. I think they said that there was a guy that invented the mRNA. Yeah. And he even discovered said, it. Yeah. yeah. And he even recommended like, he's like, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. That no. made it is saying I wouldn't do it. No, no. I mean, there's, I can't even count the ways in which the thing can kill you. So no, definitely. I wouldn't be taking it. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, so there are, uh, there are a couple of different ways that, uh, that it can kill you. And, and they're broken down into the, the, the response that the, the 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 damage that happens immediately, right, or within the first couple of days, and then there's the damage that happens over the next few weeks or months, and then there's the long term damage that we don't even know uh, uh, about yet because there's there have been no long term studies. The reason that they do long term studies on medicines and vaccines is because they know that the human body, as wonderful as it is. Um, can suffer damage that is either progressive or that's latent that shows up uh, sometimes many years later. And they don't know what that damage is going to be Mm -hmm. or what that side effect is going to be 
unless they have voluntary participants who say, yeah, I'll be part of this study, and then you can monitor me for the next five or ten years. Did I characterize that accurately, Dr. Stanislavski? Sounds like it, yes. So um, that has not happened with any of the COVID vaccines, meaning that some of these doctors um, who are suggesting, like we mentioned doctor here at Vandenbosch, uh, the Belgium doctor, and, uh, and other, a growing number of doctors who believe that we're going to see massive deaths from the shot in the next two years, mm-hmm. the next two years. So um, I hope they're wrong. I desperately hope that they're yeah. wrong. Um, got a text from Jennifer uh, saying a- or, uh, HFND tried hard in, legisl- in legislation for an informed consent bill in January. Shouldn't that just be an automatic law, don't you think? Yeah. If, if they're going to recommend and keep recommending and keep recommending to the point where it's almost being force-fed, um, if they're going to recommend this stuff, don't you think they should give you the information about what you're putting into your body at their saying you know absolutely it's it's i mean it's the nuremberg trials right they defined informed consent very eloquently and supremely well and they can just pluck that language right out of there and put it right into north dakota's law Mm -hmm. and that should be passed sure sure it should Uh, be it should be unanimous pass as well absolutely i mean are they afraid it's going to cost them a little bit more uh, with the papers that they have to hand out with the people or what i I don't know i honestly don't know i can't i I can't fathom the reason you would not want something like that in in law so um yeah it's actually required right now um this is the uh this is the uh the fact sheet for recipients and caregivers for emergency use authorization of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to protect to prevent coronavirus disease 2019 in individuals 16 years of age or older. Um, and uh, it says, read this fact sheet for information about the vaccine. Talk to the vaccine provider. If you have questions, it's your choice to receive the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Um it says you're being offered this vaccine. This was read at the top. You're being offered the, the, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease 2019 caused by SARS-CoV-2. This fact sheet contains information to help you understand the risks and benefits of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine, which you may receive because there is currently a pandemic of COVID-19, which is certainly not true anymore. This last revision was made in December of 2020. Um, but... It, uh, it, says, um, it says that the risks of this are, uh, benefits are that, uh, <laughs> what are the benefits of the, of the vaccine? Uh, it says in an ongoing clinical trial, the vaccine has been shown to prevent COVID-19 following two doses given three weeks apart. The duration of protection against COVID-19 is currently unknown. So they come right out and say, well, the benefit is that it's been shown to prevent COVID-19. By the way, that's not 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give the percentage of the time that it's been shown to prevent it. Yeah. But yeah. they think that it's been... Dr. Stanislavski, I'm not even sure how they can make that statement because the only way that you could say that it's been shown to prevent it would be to give someone who, is, uh, who, who has never had COVID-19, that you know has never had COVID-19, give them the injection, and then expose them to COVID-19. Right. Am I correct? Yeah. That's what they it, do in animal it, trials, right? Yeah, that's in what they do in animal studies. trials. It's just not is ethical that ethical to do, to do humans, for right? humans? No, it's not. It's not ethical to do for humans, so they haven't done that. Right. So they're making this statement with no way of proving that it's true. And we, we know, obviously, that it's wrong because even the CDC is tracking breakthrough cases. So, and also, it was just, there was just an article, I think it was in Yahoo News, 
a couple of days ago that they're in the state of Massachusetts. There are almost 4,000 breakthrough cases that they've discovered. So it's a, a definitely not a breakthrough, breakthrough case being defined as yeah, someone who is fully vaccinated, who then re, um, reacquires COVID. Who acquires COVID after yep. getting, in other words, they get sick after getting mm-hmm. the shots. Yep. They get both shots and then they still get COVID. Yep. That's, they're calling that a breakthrough case. I would just call it a case of COVID because I don't think it broke through because I don't think that these shots no. even stop COVID. Yeah, definitely but, not. Uh, the risks are injection site pain, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, feeling unwell, swollen lymph nodes. Um, there's a remote chance that the vaccine could cause a severe allergic reaction, a severe allergic reaction. Now, when they said, well, there's a remote chance you get it. Here's what the signs of a severe allergic reaction can include difficulty breathing. Wow, that sounds a lot like COVID itself, doesn't it? <laughs> Difficulty breathing. Swelling of your face and throat, a fast heartbeat, a bad rash all over your body. A bad rash all over your body. There was one person that got a bad rash all over their body that was so bad it killed them. Yeah. They died. Can you imagine of dying from a skin problem? Cheapers. Is that not like Johnson's syndrome or something like that, where like the skin starts sloughing Literally off? Literally fell yeah. off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Oh. Um, Terrible. Or dizziness, uh, dizziness or weakness. Whoops. That, that hurt. Stumbling, bumbling, and rumbling in. It's Paul the producer. <laughs> I, that, no, that's, that's uh, yeah, those Pelican cases are great, but when you walk into one of the side latches, mm-hmm. it's they open, hurt. they do hurt. Right on the shin bone. Right on, yeah. the, on the ankle bone, actually, is where it really gets you. Um, so here's what it doesn't say on here. It doesn't say, it, it doesn't mention paralysis it doesn't mention blindness mm-hmm. it doesn't mention uh, uh, um, sterility or or miscarriages and we know that those things are happening or death yeah autoimmunities neurodegeneration the list goes on you know it's <laughs> it's like going to your favorite fast food place and you say okay I want this I want this triple cheeseburger loaded with bacon and mayo and all of this stuff on there and they'll say whoa this could lead to a feeling of a full stomach (laughs) but then they don't give you the warning saying oh which could also lead to heart disease obesity and all of these things except that to their credit they do go on to say these may not be all the possible side effects of the pfizer biontech covid19 vaccine serious and unexpected side effects may occur the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is still being studied in clinical trials, which leads us to the question, why are we injecting anybody with something that's still being studied in clinical trials if they knew if it was safe and effective? Would there be a reason to have any more clinical trials? If it's safe and effective, which is what they've been saying ad nauseum, is there a reason to have ongoing clinical trials? Let's just see. Here's part of the problem. The, the, the social manipulation uh, of the COVID con has been so effective that people don't ask the most basic, most obvious questions anymore. We've been demoralized into thinking that we can't reason these things out mm-hmm. ourselves. They're just too complex for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a really a good a man I consider to be a good friend, 
um, who um, I discussed for, for about two and a half hours earlier this week. Actually, it was the end of last week. Um, and he has been completely demoralized. He cannot, he cannot assess true information for himself. He believes what the CDC says. Mm-hmm. He believes what he reads on healthline.com. And that's it. And, and I, I tried to share just some basic information about what's been going on, the deception of COVID. He thinks I'm deceived. He thinks that it's terrible that I'm telling people that this, they shouldn't be taking these shots because they're dangerous. He thinks that's really bad. You know, he thinks I'm doing a disservice. And I said, yeah, but look, but the evidence, the number of doctors and scientists and, and, uh, and experts who are coming out against us. And his response was, yeah, but there are hundreds of thousands of others who aren't. What about the, in other words, the majority must be correct. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, the, historically, the majority has been incorrect on things like this until some disaster happens, until massive death takes place, mm-hmm. until the, the, the harm. Think about thalidomide. Yeah, how many doctors prescribed thalidomide for morning sickness? And it, it wasn't until nine months later that they find these babies being born without arms and legs. Mm-hmm. And then it still took time for some of the doctors to come on board and say, hey, wait a minute, this is, an, this is a safe and effective treatment. These women have this terrible morning sickness and we give them thalidomide and it helps. It really helps. I think it's a coincidence that those babies were born. There's always birth defects. And, you know, we don't know. We'll have to look into it. How much stalling can you do before the, you see the writing on the wall? Mm-hmm. But they do it every single time. And, and, and they're know, doing it again now. How can you tell somebody when it's so embedded in their brain because of uh, mainstream media, uh, what they've been hearing, what they've been watching, what they've been reading, and you can't even go up to them and say, hey, look, check into this site or go check out this, this article, and they won't even do it because it's so solid in their brain that, nope. What they're telling me on the news is right. The thing I don't get is if they're saying it's safe and effective. I mean, I couldn't imagine being one of these people that you have a 25-year-old spouse or kid that takes it and three days later they're dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not safe and effective. Absolutely not. And I saw something else, too, and maybe you can touch on this. Uh, You know, a lot of the stuff I see, I just see usually a post on social media, so I don't know if they're true or not. But uh, there was one that says that you are 600% more likely to uh, get a new variant of COVID if you have the vaccine. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you mean to be infected with a variant? Yeah, so you're 600% more likely to be infected with a variant of COVID if you have so, taken the vaccine. Yeah, usually, usually, then that's definitely one of the concerns with this shot is it's, it's producing what's called immune escape and where the viral mutation occurs such that the antibodies that are being produced from this, in this case, from the shot, uh, well, we'll get they'll work effectively to to stop the the virus they're supposed to, but what it forces mutation of the virus, and especially uh, it occurs much more frequently in elderly and immune compromised individuals because their immune systems are so compromised they can't they they're not even strong enough to wipe out that little bit that survives. Um, and so it was actually a study that was done in a man that was extremely sick. And the doctors were giving him what are, what's called convalescent plasma, and that is plasma from a COVID survivor that contains the antibodies that should fight off, help, help this individual fight off the infection of COVID. Well, what they found was then they were, they were extracting the viruses from this, this individual and, and doing the genetic sequencing on it to, and watching in live time what was happening with these viruses that were coming out. And what they found is that it actually forced the mutation of 
the of, of the COVID nineteen, the the SARS CoV two virus, and um, this individual was so immunocompromised that little bit that survived after the convalescent plasma treatment um, had this new variant. So that's why I think I think that's here. Van den Bosch is one of his things is that it's going to produce. If you're doing this in millions of elderly who are immunocompromised, you're going to force immune escape, which will produce a number of different variants. So. And, and here at Vanden, Dr. Vandenbosch's uh, position is that since, the, since every single so-called COVID vaccine uh, is designed to prevent the original to, 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 excuse me, to, uh, to, to build immunity against the original SARS-CoV-2 virus, not a variant, but the original one, which most virologists will, will admit now doesn't even exist anymore that it's mutated enough times that you're not, the original is gone, mm-hmm. right? Long gone. Yeah. So, so Dr. Vandenbosch's position is that, that because it is designed to get your immune system to produce antibodies, to produce a response to that original SARS virus, and that those antibodies will be so robust and so big and so powerful that, that they'll only be looking for that one specific thing. This is his theory. They'll just be looking for that one particular type of COVID, which is now gone, that they will allow the new the variants to sneak right by, and your natural immunity, which is uh, which is non-specific, it's not looking for just one particular thing. Your natural immunity uh, will be overwhelmed by the specific long life antibodies that are looking just for that one particular strain of COVID. That it will allow the variants to come through and make you very sick. And, and then you become, in, a, in effect, a gain-of-function laboratory. Uh, and, and so he believes that that will actually result in, uh, in disastrous, uh, disastrous uh, consequences for mm-hmm. the world. So your normal immune system doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's looking for any kind of pathogen. Dr. Vandenbosch's position is that this will focus it in so tightly on this one type that the other ones will get through, which is why, which is called immune escape. Mm-hmm. It, it allows them to escape past the immune system. Well, and another thing too that it makes this even scarier. So um, Dan Bongino, I was listening to one of his shows the other day, and he was talking about how over in China now they are creating a whole bunch of different variants, trying to and you know doing all these tests on bats because basically they're they're trying to find a bat that they can say that COVID originated in it so they can cover their, their asses that it wasn't a leak. Mm-hmm. And so they, like you were saying, if you're a bat in China, get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah it's an interesting conversation there. So the, the, the thing, there's a little, quite a few things and maybe I'll do a show on this, um, is that there's a little part of this, uh, uh SARS-CoV-2, that's genetically engineered to put in what's called a furin cleavage site, which is a spot where other proteins can recognize it and snip it, essentially cut it. And they were looking at other beta coronaviruses, which is the class of coronavirus that SARS-CoV-2 is in, to see if this furin cleavage site exists in any of these other beta coronaviruses, and it doesn't. So that's, that means it's really the odds of it happening naturally are infinitesimally small. I mean, it's, it's, it's so tiny, right? So that kind of proves a lab origin. And the, the only question in my mind is, is it leak or is it intentional? <laughs> you know? So, <clears throat> but also I, 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 back to Jennifer's point about the informed consent stuff is any of this, 
again, is this talked about with people getting the shots? Is they are they saying you might become a factory for Immunescape when you get this shot? You might mm-hmm. be creating variants yourself, you know? And I'm wondering, and maybe Jennifer can answer, is did the North Dakota Department of Health come out against the idea of making a bill for health freedom, or for, for informed consent, excuse me, right? Because if they did, to me, that's, that's grounds for them being... Yeah, they're just trying to hide stuff from you. They're just trying to lie to you. She also uh, texted us, save the date, August 20th. Health Freedom North Dakota presents second annual Rock Your Health Summit at the Bismarck Event Center. Six amazing speakers will speak on topics to help with informed consent and how to protect your health freedom rights. Saturday, August 21st is the summit. Friday, the 20th is the VIP dinner with meet and greet with speakers and uh, she said she would love to talk on the summit on our show in the near future. Uh, Jennifer, why don't you uh, reach out to me via social messaging and uh, we could figure something out. That, that actually brings up a good point of something that uh, was said uh, recently, too. You know, if like for credibility reasons, if there's all these things going on, there's obviously something to be talked about here. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that what we're talking about is credible... Yep. Well, hey, you cannot listen, but better yet, why don't you grow a pair and come exactly. on here and mm-hmm. talk? And uh, talk mm-hmm. and North Dakota all. Department of Health, grow a pair. Anyone from the city of Grand Forks, grow a pair. If we're if we're giving you disinformation, come on here and debate me on this stuff, please. I beg you. And this is one of the problems that we, uh, you know, as I was talking to my friend, he all he wants to look at is the number of people who think it's a good idea to be vaccinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our position is, and I, I said, well, you're demoralized, so you can't even think for yourself. And he said, I think you're the one that's demoralized, can't think for yourself. Here's the distinction. And, and, and he, he represents millions of Americans who think just the way that he does. Okay, so how do you know which one of us is fooled? Which one of us is mm-hmm. demoralized? Mm-hmm. How can you tell who's right, who's wrong? Look at a court of law. You got one guy saying he's guilty, other guy saying he's innocent. How do you know? How do you pick sides? You choose a law firm and say, I'm always going to root for them. Whatever they say, that's Mm -hmm. the truth. It doesn't work that way. In reality, we have to ask some more basic questions. The question is, how does he come to the conclusion that he believes is true? Mm -hmm. How does he do it? Here's the answer. Well, all those people say it's true. Therefore, it must be true. Right. How did we come to the conclusion that what we believe is true? We looked at science. We looked at evidence. We read multiple papers. We examined the, mean, the, you, the, 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 the facts. You didn't get all this information on Facebook? <laughs> we, don't, we didn't pick a side and then say, mm-hmm. that's what I believe and here's why. Well, because I like, because I like uh, that Carson fellow on, 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 uh, on Fox. And so whatever he says, I believe it. Or, oh, well, I, I like to watch... Uh, Oprah or, or, or Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I heard him say that, and so there I believe it because I like that's not how science works, that's not how research works, and that's not how you should come to an exa- no. a, a determination of anything, right? Really? So, so God gave us brains for a reason, and the reason He gave us brains is so we could reason, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, on use our own, your, use your brain. Look at the evidence. Look at the evidence on both sides. Look at what these folks are saying and what these folks are saying. And, and, and then trust yourself to be able to come up to a logical, reasonable conclusion based on the facts that are in front of you. The opposition is not doing that. They're saying, well, the, F, the FDA, well, the CDC said, well, the, the WHO, well, Tony Fauci, he's the doctor. He's the one that knows all the truth. So, okay, well, look, folks, if you want to run your, if you want to allow other people to make all the important decisions in your life, 
you're a great candidate for communism. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not kidding. That's not, I'm not being funny. That's the truth. Right. Because if you want to live in a communist, totalitarian, authoritarian system, then you're happy to let other people make all the decisions for you. And let's hope that they're all benevolent yeah. and honest and that they have your best interests at heart. Um, Dr. Stanislavski uh, is jumping out of his skin to yeah. respond. So on, on that point, yeah, specifically, because people don't have a, a, a proper historical perspective to understand what's going on here. And I'll hopefully shed some light on this. A man named Bertrand Russell in 1930 wrote a book called The Scientific Outlook. In this book, he talked about a future society that they're trying to bring in to play in which rule by experts will be the law. People will be trained not to think for themselves, and they will just say, the experts say this, doctor says this, research shows this, scientist says this, blah, 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 blah. This has been repeated in news articles that our grandparents were reading. Mm -hmm. Research says this, scientist says this, and then people just believe it, believe it, believe it. So almost 100 years ago, they were telling you that this was going to happen, and it's here now. And we actually looked through that, what was it, thehealthline.com, and I couldn't believe it. Like, it was... Half of the, the articles, must have been half, said, ex- started with experts the words, experts say, say this, experts <laughs> say this, experts say this. And people are so unable to think for themselves that that is all it takes for them to believe it. Well, because isn't even like the FDA, aren't a lot of their guidelines that are on different foods, aren't they just like ancient yeah. and have, have not changed, even though mm-hmm. they know USDA, with the science yeah, yeah that, yep. um, that things have changed, but they just don't seem to change those warning labels. Yeah, perhaps people remember the food pyramid where mm. it has the <laughs> grains on the bottom. It's the biggest one. You should have was like 11 to 12 servings a day from there. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. No. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like no. mercury and, and pregnant women. You know, you need selenium, which is yep. mercury. Yeah, it, yeah. there's just oh, a yeah. lot of things. And, yeah. you know, it's first they, they, tell, bad. Yeah, they tell pregnant nope. women not to eat fish. Yeah. And now they're telling them you need to eat fish, yeah. and it's like, whoa, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So yes. I'm going to watch, Katie. I'm going to watch my language, but I can't help but say, "Qui bono, hey, qui bono." That's the Latin for who benefits, mm-hmm. right? And Isn't so in these studies, so let me just ask: Is it possible? I mean, do the who does these studies that come up with these answers like the food pyramid? I mean, who pays for those studies? Right. Um, I think it rhymes with on Santo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. You I think it does. If you look at who's behind the study, you can get a lot of mm-hmm. sure. insight into which direction the study's oh. going to go. I'm not saying that all studies are like that because certainly they're not. There are good scientists out there who are doing good and honest studies to really try to That's get right. to the bottom of something. But when when you have a study that says there's absolutely no proof that no we're going to prove that tobacco smoke does not cause heart disease or does not cause lung cancer and and it turns out that the study was uh was was paid for by uh by one of the tobacco companies right. sure sure or by the company that owns the tobacco yeah. companies mm-hmm. you have to kind of scratch your head and say no wait a minute can well, we trust it re- that reminds me of a that movie uh supersize me i don't know if you, you remember yeah. that oh, one yeah. back when the guy just tried to eat mcdonald's straight for yep what was it a just one month all every but, meal yeah every, but, every but if i mean if you go to mcdonald's it's it's safe and effective <laughs> because you know you can eat it and it'll fill you up yeah. but if you do it for a month you'll die <laughs> and, and and actually yeah you bring up a, that's a really good point uh really that's that's a very good point paul because the, the what's the leading cause of death in the united states today abortion oh. uh, car- cardiovascular disease yeah Sorry. heart disease yeah heart disease yeah 
which is uh, directly attributed to what? Well, your diet, diet and your exercise yeah, and all of that stuff. It. And the way that, you treat your body. Yeah. Is that something that people actually have any control over right now? Well, sure they do. Well, yeah, hello. I mean, of course we do. Even people with heart disease that runs in their family, you can still combat that. I mean, yes. there are ways. Absolutely. So there are many, many times, many times, uh, I would say hundreds of times more people die. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, die from heart disease, stroke, and cancer in the United States than die from COVID-19. But you notice that we have not been talking about a pandemic of heart disease or, or cancer or obesity. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. Have you noticed that you can buy... I mean, the, I, I looked, I was going to get some, uh, something to drink before the show and looked at the vending machine out there and there's a sport drink out there. And I looked and I said, 35 grams of sugar mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in a sport drink. Yeah. Folks... This is toxic for your body. Oh, yeah. If you want to be healthy, you don't drink that garbage. And you don't eat the garbage that they serve at mm-hmm. your local lot of fast the, food restaurant. Your local fast food restaurant. And there's a lot of garbage that's served at the local Masquerface uh, uh, grocery store chain as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, aisles and aisles of sugar, candy, and you know, sugary things. Uh, but that's the, so that's the real pandemic, right? Yeah. That's the thing that's really mm-hmm. killing people. But it doesn't make the headlines. In fact, it makes some companies a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and they're not going to ever love talk you, about that. They love you so much that they keep Mickey D's open during the pandemic because they want you to make sure you get your, your health it, food. It's essential. <laughs> it's essential. Yeah, I, it's, I, I need some artery hardeners. <laughs> it's essential. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, though. Uh, David Waterman and Dr. Dan Stanislavski for the Midwest Public Health Coalition back in the studio again. Uh, I want to talk about Oprah Heaven's Cakes. I love the place. Uh, their food is incredible. Best cupcakes and cakes. Whether you've got a special occasion coming up, maybe you just want a little treat. I mean, they're within smelling distance of our studio. They are awesome. Uh, you know what? You can walk in there and enjoy homemade lunch and soup, too. Uh, they have keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. Uh, if you own a business, it's time to say thanks to your employees. Uh, check out their monthly employee discounts. They're on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall here, just down the hallway. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. Again, 701-757-2253. Or uh, you can go to OferHeavensCakes at Yahoo.com, or you can follow your nose. Be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. OferHeavensCakes. Right here in the Grand Cities Mall. I think it's kind of funny how we were just talking about diet, and then we I was went right say, into that. Uh, probably Evans wasn't the best that. lead into the Oprah Evans cakes announcement, but, but they uh, make you delicious know, stuff. But the thing is, they make it daily there. Like it's not you know like going out and buying a Twinkie at a gas station. Yeah. That's you know <laughs> yeah. that's sitting in a warehouse years for old. six and, months. Yeah. Right. And another thing is, if you do practice a healthy diet, uh, yeah. everybody, you have your cheat days. Yeah. You have yeah. you can reward yourself with a little treat. Mm, what absolutely. we're saying is. Don't live on it. No. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. I mean, you, you know, know I, I doubt that. I'm guessing that even the folks at Oprah Evans Cakes would be a little uncomfortable if every day the same guy came in for lunch, ordered three cupcakes, mm-hmm. and sat down and ate them and walked out. Mm-hmm. Because eventually the guy wouldn't fit through the doors anymore. Right. They'd have to to call in a contractor to expand them. Mm-hmm. And um, then you start thinking to yourself, you know what? I don't want to be responsible for this guy's yeah, heart that's attack. Right, right, you know. Yeah, exactly. and, and, but you see that with different foods and different people all over the place. So the point is really that, uh, you know, a, a lot of things in moderation uh, are, are fine, right? Our bodies are, are amazing, but you don't live on stuff like that. The point is 
people are killing themselves by what they eat in America at a much greater rate than people are dying or even getting sick for that matter from COVID-19. So why all the hubbub about COVID-19? If so many people, if this many people are dying from, if this many people, where's the camera? Okay, if this many people are dying from all this other stuff and this many people are dying from COVID-19, but all you hear about on TV is COVID-19, that should tell you Mm -hmm. something else is going on. Mm -hmm. That something else is behind the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it, it's, uh, let me read just one more thing from this handout for the, for the Pfizer vaccine. It says, the Pfizer, and I've read this before on the show, but for those people who didn't hear it, the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine has not undergone the same type of review, regardless of what you read online, by the way, multiple health, science medical things online. So, well, it's been through a review and this, but no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. That's a lie. It says right here, has not undergone the same type of review as an FDA-approved mm-hmm. or cleared product. The FDA may issue an EUA, emergency use authorization, mm-hmm. when certain criteria are met. They can issue emergency use yep. authorization for an untested, untried drug or vaccine when certain criteria are met, which includes that there are no adequate approved available alternatives. No adequate approved available alternatives. That would mean, in other words, if you get COVID, we've got no way to treat you. We can't help you because there are no alternatives. And we know, especially if you've been listening to the show, that that's not true when it mm-hmm. comes to COVID-19. There are multiple multiple adequate available alternatives. They're just not approved by the FDA. Well, I wonder why they're not approved by the FDA. Because if they were approved by the FDA, if ivermectin and zinc, hydroxychloroquine and zinc and, and Z-Pax, azithromycin or doxycycline uh, or monoclonal antibodies, which you mentioned before, if those were approved or any of the budesonide, if any of those things were approved by the FDA... Emergency use authorization would have to end immediately. It'd be over right now. They couldn't do it. They couldn't legally continue to inject that toxin well, into people's arms. Should the FDA have that power? Shouldn't it have to go through Congress or something first? Can well, the FDA just say, well, you know what? We, we, this is an emergency deal now. We decided that. We're just going to go with it. Well, Congress gave them that authorization in the first place. But the point is that they are they are they're, they're, intentionally. Yes, the corrupt. Mm. The, yeah. this is a corrupt operation, and the FDA is, an, is at this point a corrupt organization. I mean, it truly is. Has Be, been for a long time. They have, and this is misfeasance at the at the highest level. These people are are <laughs> these are government officials that are shilling for big pharma and these so called sure. vaccines, which are deadly to a lot of people. To a lot of people, they're deadly. Uh, deadly to people that are not at risk of dying from COVID-19. You've noticed that there's no mention whatsoever of people who've already recovered from COVID-19, who have full and robust immunity, right? It's most likely lifetime immunity. We know that it's at least 17-year immunity because Mm -hmm. that's how long it's been for the people that have gotten uh, recovered from from SARS. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and, And they can't get sick again from SARS. That's how it works. 
So why aren't they mentioning that? Why aren't they saying, hey, if you had COVID-19, you should not take the shot? Because by the way, if you did have COVID-19 and you take the shot, your risk of injury is two to three times higher mm-hmm. than people who are COVID naive or people who never had COVID, never been exposed to COVID. Why aren't they saying that? And there's no reason for you to take the shot if you've already had COVID-19. Right. Why right. aren't they saying that? Why aren't they screaming that from the mouth? How come that's not on this? How come that's not on here? It's because there's malintent behind all of this. It's not about protecting the health of individuals. It's not about protecting the health of Americans. It's about something far greater and unfortunately far more evil. Uh, Now, protecting people's health isn't evil. That's a good thing. But they're making it look like that's what they're doing when in fact they're trying to take their it's a it's a it's a, it's a takeover we have lost we have given up we have voluntarily surrendered so many rights and freedoms that we used to take for granted that now we're used to being told what to do and when to do it and how to do it and we just comply because why because we've been conditioned to do that that's I, what I've this heard, is all about i've heard that other countries aren't you know mandating it like they are in the u.s because they're waiting to see what's going to happen to us before they do in canada our neighbors to the north, there was a pastor, and I can't remember his name. Uh, um, um, I was going to get it right before the show. Uh, I watched him. I, du- I, I just, DuPont? No, no, no. no <laughs> Chevy It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Art, Arthur something or other. I can't remember his, his full name. Anyway, uh, he was served multiple tickets for having church. Uh, for 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 oh, being yeah. in church and having them people and they showed up and the the, the police showed up and the the last time they showed up uh, he he asked them to leave nicely at first and then as they wouldn't leave he demanded that they leave and he started saying get out get out you Nazis this is a man that comes from a former communist country mm-hmm. he knows what communism is all about he knows what it looks like and and he said these people are acting like Nazis and they really were and he he eventually got them to leave since that time they arrested him. They took him down to the to, to police headquarters. This is a pastor. Mm-hmm. This is a Christian pastor who, among other things, uh, in addition to sharing the gospel, they would feed poor people. They had a ministry where they took care of people, people that were mentally ill, uh, people that had uh, that were homeless, that they were uh, without food, and they would provide for these people. So, so this is a, a little bit about this man's character they took him they arrested him they for not wearing a mask in public they took him to the police station they strip searched him shackled him to a wall and forced him to sleep on a concrete floor he was in prison for three days and two nights forced to sleep on a concrete floor who who wait a minute wait this happened in which soviet bloc country yeah no canada and, and, you know, another thing that gets me about Canada, I mean, I've got a lot of friends up there, and, and, and I hear their stories about not being able to invite the family over for Christmas, not being able to have people over. But it was really funny because uh, I'm a huge hockey nut. And as I was watching Montreal win Game 7 last week to get onto the Stanley Cup playoffs, they showed downtown Montreal. There had to have been 50,000 people crammed in the streets of downtown Montreal and they weren't social distancing. They were having a good time. They were rooting on the Habs. But, I, you know, what's the deal? <laughs> so let's consider this. Not only, not, not only that, but let's put this more in the, in the, in the actual arena uh, that this man operates in, which is religious freedom. Okay? They're, they're supposed to have religious freedom in Canada. I thought they had religious freedom in Canada. But this pastor, along with a number of other Christian pastors, 
have been harassed, have been fined, have been arrested. And yet, no imams. There have been, there's been no backlash against any Muslim uh, house of worship. They can show up with masks, without masks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. No police ever go in there. No, do, do you follow that? What's the, here's the deal. How is it that a, a Christian pastor and, and a church is continually harassed by the police for not wearing masks or for congregating together? Mm-hmm. Yet at a, at a mosque, they, they can get together, they can wear masks, not wear masks, do whatever they want, and the police never even show up. Hello? Is there, do we have a problem here? <laughs> We've got many. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that, by the way, I would like, if there's somebody that has ever seen any Muslim organization in Canada that's been fined or harassed or arrested for not wearing a mask or for not social distancing or for not carrying any of the garbage nonsense protocols that they're imposing to, to, to gain tight control iron-fisted control over their people, please let me know. Call into the show now, text in. Give me some proof that, that, that people of the Muslim faith have been harassed in the same way that people of the Christian faith have been harassed. Well, I know yeah. we do have a couple of Canadians watching the show right now. I know that for a fact. So if they're listening, uh, maybe they could fill us in on that. They're a little more savvy to the Canadian news. But uh, we just want to know that if... Um, yeah, if they're doing that to every form of religion and, and their gatherings. And I can tell you that they are not. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they are not. There's a reason. <laughs> you know, I, I had Katie pull up a video that I shared on uh, the Facebook the other day, just showing, you know, the clown show that, that we're going through. I don't know what country it is, but Katie, if you want to pull this up and hit play, just watch us. Put on your mask before the cameras turn on. Oh, no. I killed the music, but it doesn't matter. See, all these people had some type of hearing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Get them all taking their masks yeah. off their wrists and oh, out of their oh, pockets. Make, make sure you get one. <laughs> and then, and then it's all before they, they turn on the cameras. Of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which should tell us something. But people have been demoralized and they can't think for themselves anymore. So. If you're one of those people, um, I, 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 I pity you and I pray for you because there are people in America, millions of them, who literally, what we're saying, we could say this all day long and it wouldn't make a, a bit of difference. Uh, Dan and I work on this, on this constantly because we know that there are a large number of Americans who have not yet been demoralized, who can still think for themselves, mm-hmm. who still actually have a working brain. But this is what, again... Yuri Bezmanov, KGB agent who defected the West in 1970. By the way, he went to Canada. Mm-hmm. He's no longer alive. Um, but but this is this is what he said. He said he says um, the demoralization process. And he talks about the, the 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 four steps of taking over a country without having to use bullets and tanks and things like that. Uh, first, it's demoralization. Step one is demoralization, which takes years. Destabilization is the next step, which also takes years. Um, then crisis, and then normalization. So I'd say what's been going on around the world right now sure seems like a crisis, even though it's a manufactured crisis. Not saying that COVID-19 isn't real. Obviously, it is. I got it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not delusional. I was sick. I was pretty sick for a couple of days. Uh and then normalization. And normalization is when the new 
the new regime uh, takes over and people <clears throat> adjust to and accept either whether it's communism or fascism or totalitarianism, totalitarianism in whichever form it takes shape, that's when you just accept it and your freedoms are gone. And yet you can't spend all day doing this. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Your freedoms are gone. Yeah. And actually, the uh, normalization stage is a little more than that. It's when the military boot of the people that are bringing the normalization will crush you. And if there's a really great book. It's called The, the Gulag Archipelago by yeah. Zolzanetsdin. And he's a survivor of the Ar- gulags, which is mm-hmm. the concentration camps during the Soviet uh, reign of terror. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in it, he describes how the Soviets took over. And what they did right when they took over is they had trials, you know, trials for everyone and all these organizations. And even if you were, you know, not completely communist, you were, you were a massive socialist and all for the socialist regime. If when the communists took over, if you weren't all on board with them, they executed you. Mm-hmm. And that is what's going to happen here and across the globe if we keep letting this happen. And it's a theme that I keep bringing up here, too, is that we're witnessing corruption and misinformation coming from all of our governmental organizations now. And it's how do we solve that? And I'll tell you right now, it is not coming back by the vote. Quite obviously, if this last election demonstrated anything, it should be that the voting system doesn't work anymore. Mm. I'm of the opinion it hasn't worked for a very long time, but uh, the it should be plainly obvious to people now. So again, the only what will bring back our freedoms and our and our way of life that we all desire. Well, I guess that's a you know, our freedoms and the way of life that we've had for hundreds of years. Hundreds, and hundreds, yeah. and and I'll tell you the answer. Uh, the answer is that uh, all of us in this room, all the people that are watching this podcast, everybody that listens on whatever podcast thing being that they want to listen on um it's up to us as individuals the problem is as as katie has so eloquently stated the folks in her generation are so married they are so in bed with their little six inch screen that this is their world Mm -hmm. this is their world am i right so so how can how can i break but wait no but that Oh, I don't like that idea. Oh, I, no, that sounds icky to me. I don't want to do that. I'm doing this. Oh, this is so cool. Hey, did you see this? Watch. This is the latest thing over the. Look, I got the yeah. level 17. <laughs> um, that's a whole generation. That's a whole generation that is, that is locked in. They are addicted. They cannot think for themselves. And they will die if, if we don't stop it. I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Or. He is such a, he just tries to make this seem so big and terrible. And he, he's just, he, he's, he's, he's exaggerating and he, he's just trying to make this so dramatic. No, folks, this is the history of the world. That was pretty dramatic. This <laughs> is the way that this, it's true though. this is yeah. the way that this goes in history. Mm-hmm. And millions of people who are going, what, what, well, wait, you, you, you can't, can't do that. Kaboom, they're dead. Next. You can't, t- you can't take over a government though without f-15s and nuclear weapons yeah. according to yes according to the man that sits in the white house who's not even the president so this is what yuri bezmanov said he said uh the demoralization what was that i was gonna say we're off youtube <laughs> we're, we go. i was gonna ask you that after you said that <laughs> uh youtube youtube ah, i get such a feeling in my heart when I think about YouTube. Okay, let me push that out of my mind. Um, 
the demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Most of it done by Amer- is done by Americans to Americans thanks to a lack of moral standards. That was 1985? Uh, 1985 right? that uh, Yuri Bezmenov said this, the former KGB agent who defected. As I mentioned before, and this is the key, this is the key. As I mentioned before, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. Once a person has been demoralized, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. All the studies, the science, the, the, the trials that have been done on COVID-19, masks, the vaccine, that doesn't matter. It, that, the deaths, it doesn't matter. The, the, all the millions of people who've been injured by the so-called vaccine, it, does, it doesn't matter. We can prove it. We can line up the bodies and show them. And, they, and, and the person who's been demoralized can look at the bodies and say, they didn't die from, they didn't die from the vaccine. They died from something else. They, they can't. Let me continue. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable, unable, not unwilling, unable to assess true information. Mm -hmm. The facts tell nothing to him. Even if I shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union... To show him and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he's going to receive a kick in his fat bottom. When the military boot crashes him, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. Isn't that the same as Stockholm Syndrome? uh, Stockholm Syndrome is a little bit different. That's where you begin to have an affinity for your captors, right? You get That's your, definitely happening. You, well, it yeah. is, but, it's, but I'm just saying it's slightly different. Yeah, yeah the, and, the result is probably the same. And, and me, with demoralization, I just call it beat down. Because yeah. that's what you are. You are beat, beat down, down and beat down and beat down until you can't think for yourself anymore. You just think whatever they're beating into my brain is right. Yeah. And it's that you literally cannot think for yourself mm-hmm. anymore. He says they can't. He says he can't assess he can't assess true information. That's as I was talking with my friend. I realized after, after two and a half hours, he couldn't. The mm-hmm. information I was giving him, he couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't analyze it. He couldn't think about it. But, but no, he didn't no. even want to, he the way it sounds. He didn't want to, but he couldn't. I mean, I think he tried, but, but, but all these experts, but all the experts, but all these experts, they say this. Yeah, but what about these experts? Oh, there's just a small minority. So they, they don't matter. He never once said, never once said, David, show me some evidence. Show me the proof. Let's, let's look. Show me how you come to that conclusion, how those guys came to that conclusion. Show me evidence. Never. And the person who's been demoralized will never say that because they simply cannot assess true information. And knowing you, I'm guessing you had the evidence with you. I had the evidence. Actually, I had it right up here, but it didn't make mm-hmm. a difference because right. nothing that I said would. And if I showed him, I could say, look, and, he, and I've done that because I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've shown him. Here it is. And he goes off and he Googles. He Googles and he finds some opposing view by some expert. And that's all it takes him to say, oh, no, that guy was wrong. No, that was wrong. As long as there's someone who's on opposition, and that's all he needs to, to back up his position because his position is not based on information 
It's not based on facts. It's not based on truth. Not based on evidence. It's based on what well, the experts said. Which who was it that was saying that that's going to be the future state of affairs in the a world? A man named Bertrand Russell. Bertrand Russell. Hmm. He wrote it. Nineteen um, thirty. You should uh, even. He wrote it. I think his last book was called "The Impact of Science on Society," which has got some even spicier stuff in there, where he said, um, "Through diet, inoculations, and injunctions, we will control society." Injunctions. In- inoculations. Yeah. 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 I th- okay. Yeah. No, it's inoculations. Is the word. And injunctions. Uses. Right. Right. But you can inoculations are injections. Right. Uh, I thought you said injunctions. I just injunctions went, oh. is one of them. Laws. Right. Oh, so oh, injunctions. injunctions. Oh, you yes. meant injunctions. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. You didn't mean that. Good. I say what I mean, and I mean yes. what I say. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> are two totally different things, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But in this case, they're both they're both right. correct. Because he's saying through laws, through vaccine vaccination, and through the crap food we're going to give people, will make people be demoralized, beat mm. down, sick, unable to think and fend for themselves. We're here, you know, we're, we're, we're in here. that society now. Well, you could, I mean, I could point out an example, I guess. I don't know, it'd be a great example, but even when I was at um, Ultra, you know, and this was when the pandemic was first getting started and I was obviously against wearing masks. I thought they were stupid. Well, the doctor that I was talking to said, yeah, you know, I don't really think that it makes a difference either, but it's hospital policy. Mm-hmm. The doctor said that. Yeah. So... so- yeah, I mean, so you even though you're a doctor and you think that it's stupid, you're still doing it and requiring people to do it because Girl pair. It's, because yeah, because it's <laughs> policy. Yeah. So so that doctor would be in this third stage as described by Yuri Bezmenov where he says the third, the third stage institutes a crisis that leads to a civil war, revolution or foreign invasion. Yeah. This stage only took 2 months. Yeah. Uh this is the stage when the leftist idealists, the leftist idealists or useful idiots are no longer needed because they would be disillusioned and become obstacles. So they're going to be eliminated, exiled, or imprisoned, such as what has happened in Grenada, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and China. It's the same pattern everywhere. Yeah, it's the same pattern everywhere. So this is, I, I read this once four months ago, but it's still true. So the so here's the deal. Um, you can go on TV and watch Tucker Carlson and Fox and listen to him say this. I'm going, yeah, good. Tucker's out there saying it. But guess what? Tucker can't save America. No. And who in a million years, um, even go back a couple of years, would have ever thought that we would be talking about this kind of stuff on a podcast? Yeah. Not me. No. No. Um, so Tucker Carlson can't save America. Uh, Rush Limbaugh is now departed. But if he was still here, he couldn't save America. Uh, you watch some of the, the, the great... Well, I like, I like Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity can't save America. Rachel Maddow is going to save America. She yeah. has the solution. It, Here's it, the question. Who can save America? Because America right now is on a precipice, and so I'm not exaggerating. The United States is in trouble. We're in distress right now. Big Would time. you consider that? Um, okay, um, and again, I, and I've said this before on the show, and, and I've had a couple of people ask me, uh, why is your flag hanging upside down on your flagpole, Roberts? And, you know, I'm, I'm big about flag etiquette. I keep the light on it. I, I fly at half-mask. And I said, because that's what a country is supposed to do when they are in distress. And I've had a couple of really goofy looks when I give them that answer, but I've also had a lot of people go, gotcha. Yep. You I know, know what you mean. People talk about, like, you know, the Trump derangement syndrome and blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee you right now, if Biden were to go on stage and say, pandemic's over, 
Don't, don't worry about it. All these people would just be like, yay! Yeah, ticker tape parade. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. I, I, they wouldn't question. They would just, oh, well, it, it came from the guy on my side. So, so now it's right. So just to be clear, um, I said, who can save America? That was not a rhetorical question. No. Uh, that's a real question, and there's a real answer to it. Um, but before I get to the answer, I want to ask this. How many, is there anybody in this room that thinks that the whole COVID-19 thing was about a virus? Raise your hand, Katie, you included. Raise your hand if you think this whole COVID-19 thing was about a virus. Raise your hand if you believe that. No. Wow. I guess we must all be conspiracy theorists. Um, so raise your hand if you think that this whole COVID-19 thing was about taking control of America and the world. No, oh, definitely. Okay, so we have just one. We've got we've got one skeptic. Oh, there you go. Okay. I was switching cameras. So we're all sorry. Okay, so we're all on, we're all on on the same page in that regard. So that automatically puts us in the conspiracy theory camp, uh, according to the mainstream media, because anybody that will believe anything like that is a conspiracy theorist. By the way, if you're trying to take over the world. You don't want free and open opposition, do you? Hmm. So what, what, one of the things that you've got to do is you have to find a way of delegitimizing those people who would oppose you. And, and conspiracy theorists is one of the quickest ways of saying you don't count. Your voice doesn't count. You're an idiot because you're a conspiracy theorist. You know, the, the, the whole reason that I got on that viewpoint was when they decided to tell you what business what you did was essential and what wasn't mm -hmm. you know if you're making a living for your family no matter what you're doing yep. it's essential it's essential to you yep. so that's when i that's when i turned when Who's i was that? just like you know this is total bs yeah. that was your that was your wake-up moment yep. right yeah and everybody's got to have one of those and then we have to do something about it and and the one thing that we can all do now is we can say I don't care what you say. I'm not going to comply because it's kind of like the, in, the, in the movie Outland. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, that's an old one, 1980s uh, outer space science fiction movie. Well, they, well, there's this corruption on a, on a, on a drilling, on a, it's a, a mining platform mm -hmm. up in Iowa, one of the moons uh, surrounding Saturn. Um, and there's this, this pervasive corruption. Uh, and there's one good guy who happens to be the marshal on the mining operation, played by, of course, Sean Connery. Uh, and, he, and he comes to the conclusion, he says that, he says that there's this, big, this whole machine that works because every person is just a little cog in that machine and every person just does their dirty little part in the dirty machine to make sure that it runs and it mm -hmm. does what it's supposed to do. And that's exactly what we have going on in America. As long as everybody does their dirty little part, even though they don't believe in it, even though they, they know it's wrong, it's just a little thing. I'll just put the mask on. Uh, it's, I've, I got to go in and see my grandmother, so I got to put the mask on. No, you don't, actually. Well, I'm going to get the shot because I want to travel. Or I want to keep my job, and they're really pushing that. Or, well, I want to do that. I want to have my freedom. As Todd Phelan said, we get the vaccine so we can have freedom. No, you don't. You get the vaccine so that you can do your little dirty part in the dirty machine so that they can take over and eventually run your life and you will have no freedom at all. 
that is coming, folks. If enough of us don't stand up and resist and say no, that is coming to America. And we'll never get America back. You know, I never imagined we'd still be talking about uh, COVID-19 at this juncture. I thought this was going to be done a long time ago. But now after we all sit down on these Tuesdays and talk about this, it seems like we're right in the now time about what we need to do, how things are changing. But really now it it just kind of dawned on me. uh, I don't know if I want to be worrying about right now. I think I'm more worried about a year from now or two years from now or 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, John, that's exactly right. Because what we do right now is going to determine what our world looks like a year from now, two years from now, and 10 years from now. And there are some folks that want our world to look very, very different from what it looks like. The reason I'm not looking at you, by the way, and I apologize because I feel like that's rude. Uh, the reason that I'm not looking at you is because I'm looking for a, uh, a document that I brought with me uh, to read on the uh, program today. Well, you know, while you're looking for that, yes. I can actually point this out that, you know, if you were to go back a little over a year ago when this first started and you would have just came out and said exactly what we're doing right now, like, okay, you're getting this vaccine that has caused what full over, well, they're saying over 4,000 deaths, but you know, you're supposed to take it. Uh, anywhere that you go, you're going to have to to wear a mask, and then uh, we're going to close down uh, the businesses that we choose. And if you came out with all this saying that, you know, this this is what we're going to do next month, right. everybody would have been, no, yeah. no, we're not doing that. You're exactly. going to do all that so you can get your freedoms back. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they just took them all away. That's why yeah. what we're talking about now is still relevant, because if these things, if like I said, if they would have been talked about before all this... Nobody would got on board. And, of course, that's why they didn't talk about those things, even though they had been planned out well in advance. Dr. Sanoslowski, what was, what was uh, uh, the 21 event, event, uh, event 201? 201. Right. What was that? What was that? Well, they're just simulating a coronavirus outbreak that pandemic. became a global pandemic, ah. right? And when started did they in swine this October 2019. So. Ah. Um, by the way, we got a text. I don't know what the heck this has to do with anything, but somebody wants to know if you have a tripod. <laughs> he has a great many. <laughs> you know, Hi, Les. I've, I've been told I Hi, have a Les. tripod. It's like kickstand. No, that's an inside joke with a friend of mine. we got off track yeah. just a little bit. You know, it's something that's even like even scarier thought. And it could happen because, you know, the movie did star Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, movie. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Great yep. movie. They live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, it's just the propaganda machine is what mm-hmm. it is. But, you know, it was, I think it was controlled by, I did, you know, the government was lizard people. But I right. just couldn't find Rowdy Roddy Piper to be believable because he didn't have a kilt on. <laughs> <laughs> Great so. movie. But if anybody has not seen They Live, mm-hmm. you need to it watch that pretty movie. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, especially now with cell phones, you know, yeah. if, if that movie, if that idea was actually legitimate, kids and everybody right now, I mean, just think of, tick, you know, like anything that you see on your social media that you're scrolling through, mm-hmm. you know, if it, have you seen the movie? No. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah. But so it would have like billboards and, you know, it would be a, like a fragrance, you know, ad with a, you know, some lady like kissing on a guy or something, but he would put on these glasses and all he would say was reproduce. Yeah. Or you would see an ad for, you know, McDonald's and then it would be like, consume yeah. so everybody was just 
constantly getting subliminal messages to uh-huh. so they could this government of lizard people could take yeah, control of you. The one thing oh, about wow. that movie though that's wrong is that the message is not to reproduce it's it's to stop reproducing. Mm-hmm. Quit 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 having monogamous relationships and making children. <clears throat> so Which is what's have, happening, by so the way. So we'll have to country. do this on a different on a on, on a, a future show, but the the but when but here's here's one of the one of the things that they've done very well because marketing remember marketing is my deal that's I've got mm-hmm. 30 years in marketing and uh, and they've this whole thing has been marketed masterfully I mean the the the, the folks behind it are I I, I, I want to say they're brilliant I mean it's evil brilliance it's um or either that or they just took a whole a really long time to f- figure out how they're going to roll it out. But it's all a big marketing thing. And one of the, the ways that they've done this is by, again, by demonizing anybody that, that points to what they're doing and actually says what they're doing and calling, calling us conspiracy theorists, which in, immediately dismisses us in the minds of the general public because they've been trained to think, oh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then you're an idiot. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to anything that by, they say because you're kooks. Yeah. By training, you mean Pavlovingly conditioned to respond to co- the cognitive dissonance in a emotional rather than logical way, right? Because they never bring up evidence against you. It's all, oh, I just fe- I have this bad feeling in my chest now, so you Pre- must be wrong. Yeah. Precisely. You're so, evil. Yeah, so, so in other words, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. So it's, it's, it's this emotional re- reaction emotional response and because we i mean the whole thing plays extremely well because we've been taught to taught, taught we've been taught to trust the experts right so you you trust the experts the expert calls dan a conspiracy theorist and so the audience the general public being the audience the audience has no reason to even question whether or not dan is a conspiracy theorist or a tinfoil hat society member or just a nut job because the expert said he was. Mm-hmm. So see, there's no reason for any kind of, uh, of, of logical, individual thought where a person actually analyzes and, and asks the question, well, really, he said he was a conspiracy theorist, but why would he say that? I mean, is he really? Let me look at this guy. What, what else has he done that, or said that indicates that he's a kook? Right? But, but they don't ask that question. So anyway, that system has been in place for a long time. Uh, this... Here's a little article uh, from the Epoch Times, CDC investigating heart inflammation in COVID-19 vaccinated teens and young adults. Well, oh, good, they're investigating. Oh, see, yeah, haven't you heard of all the teens that are dying from the? Well, yeah, they're investigating that. What, what, what's to investigate? Yeah. Stop doing it. Yeah. It's actually crying out loud. The, it's like is... the Missouri or Mississippi Department of Health put out a warning on like May 28th saying that there's this heart inflammation occurring in teenagers and we need to be aware of that. So the, the state there is actually doing its job, the state health department, unlike the North Dakota health department, where they're trying to protect people's health instead of harm them. And I, I just to build more on what Dave is talking about, and just a reminder, the USSR killed 60 million of its own people. And I'll tell you right now, they'd be jealous of the councils that rule our nation and the, right. the layers of bureaucracy that is going on here. And if any of these bureaucrats, like the North Dakota Department of Health or your local health departments, are pushing the, these shots on people, coercing people into getting them, they need to fall because they are doing uh, extreme harm to, pu- to public health. And we have pub- we on this show multiple times have public, uh, uh, talked about the scientific literature on these things, right? And so, the, again, what is the solution to these things? How do we stop the NDDOH? How do we stop these people from putting this information out here? I'm asking 
Actually, right? Because the solution I come up with in, involves weaponry, which is why we have the Second yeah. Amendment, because, again, the voting is not going to change these things anymore because the system has become so corrupt. But when you can normalize uh, corrupt and criminal behavior by legitimizing it with the aid of the mass media and by censoring social media, then people just accept it. Mm-hmm. And, and so the idea that somebody died from the COVID vaccine, that's meaningless. The idea that somebody died from COVID nineteen—that's terrible. Yeah, right. So and, we. So what's the? That's cognitive dissonance. Yeah, right. And, we, and, we we can't. Oh well, this death is that's no big deal. Uh, that's just necessary. This is part of life. But this death—that's huh, 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 terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, folks. Yeah. You got to think for yourselves. Yeah. Make your you point. Know, and then I found what I was going to read. Okay. And uh, you know the thing is, is why not do like they do with the flu vaccine? Um, offer it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you don't have to push it down people's throats. If you want to get it and make an appointment, go get it. But just leave it out of my life. Yeah. And we talked about, Dr. Dan talked about informed consent. And the problem is nobody has given informed consent. Mm-hmm. Informed consent is required. They will not, listen, they will not inject your arm with that fluid until you have signed that piece of paper saying you are giving informed consent they will not do it they can't Mm -hmm. they legally cannot inject you with that until you if they inject you with that and they don't have your signature on a piece of paper guess what then you can sue them right then you can but when you once you sign that piece of paper away you sign away your rights to Mm -hmm. get any kind of recourse in the future for any damage or harm that comes to you yeah you you can't take it back once it's in you you can't take it back so so that's my point they're giving consent but it's not informed consent no. mm-hmm. because they are not being truly informed of the risks in taking that injection. And again, that uh, this is occurring on a global scale, which is a violation of human rights happening across the globe. Massive violation. How do of we human stop rights. this? And at this point, millions of people have been injured. Uh, tens of thousands, I think at this point, hundreds of thousands of deaths have occurred as a result of these injections. Remember, we did the math, well, I think last time that, that they're saying that, 600,000 people have died from COVID-19. But if you look at the admission that the CDC made back in, I think it was October mm-hmm. of last year, if we really use the same standards for determining cause of death that we have for the last 17 years, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the number that we're telling you. It would only be, be near 6% that. of that, yep. just 6% of that number. Well, 6% of 600,000 is 36,000. Mm-hmm. And the number of people that have died according to VAERS and I'm talking about the original numbers, not the numbers where they yep. withdrew numbers. They withdrew deaths to get the number lower. But they were saying just a month or a week or so ago, it was over 6,000 yep. deaths. We know that the VAERS system is grossly underreporting, right? The, the that's that's 6,000 deaths. Was that just in America or is that just all? America. Just America. That's just that's, the United okay, States. Okay, so we don't even know what it is on a global no, scale. In the European Union, in Europe, they've got a much better system than, than the, uh, than the VAERS system. It's more accurate. It's more, uh, it's more thorough. They're, they're much more detailed about uh, what happened to that person after they got the injection. But in the United States, it's the, the vaccine adverse event reporting system. And they're saying 6,000 deaths from the, from the vaccine, from the shot. Okay, we know that historically reporting to VAERS has been less than 1%, less than 1% of the actual adverse, because it's not a law. They're not required by law to report. They're, they're mandated. They're told they have to, but like the mass mandates, right? That's not a law. So the number of events that are not reported is huge. But even if we give them, and I, I mentioned the Harvard study that was done in 2007 to 2010, where they found it was less than 1%. 
But even if we say, let's say it's 10%, let's just make sure that we've actually absolutely covered our base, say it's 10%, 6,000 deaths, if that's only 10% of the actual number of deaths, that means there have been 60,000 people who've died from taking the shot. 60,000 people in the United States alone. If we use the authentic and original and more accurate way of determining cause of death from a virus, we know that the number of deaths from COVID-19 is 36,000. Hmm. So if we have 36,000, so we're adjusting the numbers to make them accurate. 36,000 deaths from COVID-19, 60,000 deaths from the vaccine. Which one seems more dangerous to you? Which I, one would you rather take your chance of? And by the way, if you get an adverse reaction from the, from the shot, from the injection, there's no known treatment for that. Yeah. If you get COVID-19, there are a good half dozen very effective known and available treatments for that. Mm-hmm. They're just not using them. I, th- right. I think that was the city of Lisbon in Portugal just did an investigation into the deaths, like, you were, like the CDC said, only 6%. And they found, uh, apparently it was like 17,000 COVID deaths that occurred in Lisbon. And then upon them actually investigating, they found it was only like 152 people wow. actually died. From 17,000 yeah. to 152. Yeah. So what's going on here? Man. Right. 17,000 from COVID yeah. actually turns out to be 152 right. from COVID. Some very small like that. A lot more dying from the shot Absolutely. than from COVID. So, um, so we've said this isn't about the virus, right? This, it's not about the pandemic. That's not what this whole thing is about. This whole thing is about world and global control. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Again, from the book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. So whenever you hear the word, the term Great Reset, just think in your mind, the new authoritarianism. Yeah. The new totalitarianism, where you have no control over your life. Which, by the way, John Kerry, who is a liaison for something in the uh, Biden administration, was asked about The Great Reset and what the Biden administration would be doing. And he said... The Biden administration will be bringing on the Great Reset faster than you can imagine. Nice. Right. Yeah. You'd and, love to hear that. And, and one of Biden's uh, little slogans was Build Back Better, Build which back is better, directly which is from the World Economic Forum. Directly yeah. from the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum that's headed by Klaus Schwab, its founder. And this is what he wrote in his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. Many of it, and I've read this before, but I, it bears repeating. I, in fact, I think it, it wouldn't hurt to read this every single day. I, I wish that on every single social media platform, this was posted. I had somebody reading this every single day in social media, just so that they can understand what's coming. At the time of this writing, June 2020, the pandemic continues to worsen globally. Many of us are pondering when will things return, when things will return to normal. The short response is never. Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis because the the coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental inflection point in our global trajectory. Some analysts call it a major bifurcation. Others refer to it as a deep crisis of biblical proportions. But the essence remains the same. The world as we knew it in the early months of 2020 is no more. Dissolved in the context of the pandemic. And he even goes on to say that radical changes are coming. Radical changes are coming. And guess what, folks? It's not, we're going to make you more free than you were already. That's not the kind of radical change he's talking about. He's talking about you're going to live where they tell you to live, and you're going to do what they tell you to do, and you're going to eat what they tell you to eat, 
And one of the things that he says in another part of the book is, yeah, um, occasionally we'll let you have meat. Like for special occasions. And celebrate by eating a little bit of meat. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will, that's another quote. Yep. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Yep. You know why? Because the expert said so. Mm-hmm. And we maybe should get into that actually in a, a future episode as well because about how this is happening. Because yep. a lot of the stimulus money, and all of this is approved by Congress, by the way, a lot of that stimulus money that's going, it's not, they give us $600, $1,200 slap in the face. Mm-hmm. And poof, poof, you're nothing, right? And then a lot of these trillions of dollars are going to investment corporations like BlackRock and Vanguard. And what is happening is to boost, stimulate the economy, to boost the economy, these corporations are buying stocks. Mm-hmm. And if you look at who owns the major corporations of the United States of America that are traded on the stock exchange, it's BlackRock. It's Vanguard. And what's all, what BlackRock is also doing is they're buying neighborhoods of houses. Like, let's say there, there'll be a neighborhood of 20 houses and each house costs $300,000, $400,000. They'll come in and be like, we're going to give you $600,000 for each of these houses. Who's going to say no to that, right? But what's happening is even there was an article that was ran in Bloomberg recently saying America should become a renter's nation and talking about this. <laughs> this is how the takeover occurs, ladies and gentlemen. So one of the one of the Ten Commandments says, "Thou shalt not steal." Anybody remember that? Oh yeah, thou shalt not steal, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, property ownership is a concept that we have directly from God Himself. The concept that I can own this, this belongs to me, is something that God says, that's legitimate, that's the deal, that's the way that it works. That's, that's the reality of life according to the creator of the universe, right? God said, we can own things. We can own things. So if this is mine, and John, you take this from me against my will, that's called stealing, Yeah, right? That's theft. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Great Reset, Mr. World Economic Forum, who said, you will own nothing and you will be happy, didn't say that because one day everybody's going to wake up and say, you know what, you can have this, take all my stuff, you can have it, that'll make me so happy. That's not how it's going to work. That will not be how it plays out. It's more like this. All your stuff is now all my stuff. Right. And I'll let you use it if I feel like it. And if I don't, you won't. It reminds me of that And you'll movie. be happy. Reminds me of that movie. I think it's called There Will Be Blood. It's uh, the, the oil guy. And he's like, I see you have your oil and I have my oil and I have a big straw and I suck out your oil and now it's my oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, so, that's, that's how it's going to work. And we're not talking theory. Right. We're not talking theory. These folks are on the move right now and they couldn't be happier with the way that America is responding to their program. They've been on the move for a long time. The same mechanism that I've talked about, how BlackRock is buying everything, uh, that was happening in 2008 as well with, those, the, the, with the stimulus that was occurring then. So, wow. And every time you social distance and every time you put on a mask and every time you say, you know, I'm just going to get the shot so I can whatever, you're doing your dirty little part in the dirty machine to make sure that you lose in the end. And if you're an MD or PhD pushing the vaccines and stuff, you are a useful idiot. 
Just and so you, you know, your mind is not now. your own. You need, you need to, to get un- get yourself educated. Get yourself educated and stop now. So next week, social impact of COVID nineteen part three. Yeah, and and before that, um, <clears throat> I will say this. This is. A, I'm sorry, John. I should have given this to you before the show. Um, if you'd like to announce this, I, you'll do a great job. But information is what Mibis Public Health Coalition is all about. Information is what Midwest and education is what Midwest Public Health Coalition is all about. So, um, John, if you if you wouldn't mind uh, announcing that. Yeah, this was actually one of my questions. Uh, the impact of COVID-19 on children and teenagers and how to protect them. Uh, this will be a forum coming up. Expert speakers, Dr. Jean Gullick. She's a Ph.D. in child development and mental health. Dr. Daniel Stanislawski, of course, here, uh, one of our guests today, Ph.D. in molecular biology and biochemistry. Uh, there'll be question and answers to follow. Now, this is coming up 6.30 p.m. Tuesday, July 6th at Culver's in Grand Forks. Costs absolutely nothing to go. Uh, and I like your quote from the North Dakota Department of Health. In this age of disinformation, it's important to get info from trusted services. Sources. And, uh, or so- sources, yes, uh, which, in my opinion, is Midwest Public Health Coalition. Uh, uh, thank you, John. I appreciate that. That is our goal. Our goal. Look, you know, we don't have an agenda. Our agenda is called T-R-U-T-H. That's our agenda, is to spread the truth, to tell the truth, and educate people with the truth so that they can make better decisions for themselves and their families and their country. Uh, We've got to start realizing that, you know, a lot of people have hypothesized and theorized what World War III would look like. I can tell you what it looks like because we're in it right now. This is World War III. It's not a nuclear war. It's not a hot war. It's a war for your mind and your will. And it is going on right now, right now as we speak. And, and the sooner that people recognize that and say, hey, I'm in, sign me up. I'm going to be fighting for truth and righteousness and freedom because I want to make sure that not only I have it, but that my children have it, my children's children have it. And if we don't do that now, we're going to lose everything. Gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, Love having you guys in. David Waterman and Dr. Dan Stanislavski from the Midwest Public Health Coalition. And I'm guessing they're going to be back next week. Yes, sir. All right. Um, And again, folks, now, if you think that we're here just uh, trying to fill you full of a bunch of BS, uh, if you don't agree with everything that has been said on these shows, you know what? Go ahead, email us. We'll set you a date. You can come on the show, and uh, we'd love to debate with you, and I'm sure... Dr. Dan and David would absolutely love to debate with you. Absolutely. Even if you don't want to debate, come on in. We'll give you uh, your own time. You don't have to have any type of confrontation or anything. Just come in here, give us your information. We'll put it out there. It's just information. Special thanks going out to Southtown Poorhouse. You know, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse in Grand Forks. Get half-price apps and taps every day from 4 to 6.30. Tuesdays and Thursdays are extra great. $1 burgers on Tuesdays and get a 12-ounce ribeye on Thursdays for just $13 with loaded mashed potatoes from 7 to close. And, of course, don't forget about those $3 pounders, too, from 7 to close, all right? And Friday night after the races, here's what you do. You bring your ticket stub in from River City Speedway. They'll give you $10 off a $20 or more purchase. Great food, great specials, great fun. Yeah, Southtown Poorhouse, 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand City Mall in Grand Forks. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. Hey, tomorrow, John Bernstrom, public information officer for the city of Grand Forks, stops in for his visit. 
Make sure you like, share, tag, and follow us, and make sure you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. Graham Forks is a great place. Graham Forks' best source is giving it an identity again.